Um, okay. Well, what's everyone? This is Press the Press Play Podcast. Um, I'm Sarah Beckford, and this is going to be a special mini episode on pop punk and our various thoughts. And ladies, if you could introduce yourselves. Daisy, you go. Okay. Um, I'm Daisy. I'm not showing my face right now because my lighting is terrible. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. My, I guess I've been into this pop punk thing. I was, but this was back in like 2011 when it was really popping off, so to speak. Um, yeah. Oh, God, there's so much to talk about. But Deanna introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Deanna. I'm music and associate editor of the press. Um, I guess I'll start off by saying, how many times have you guys gone to Warped Tour? Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Uh, 2011, 2012, 2013, I think up until 2016. Or no, I think 2015. 2015 was my last year. I only went in 2018, which was like supposedly the last year because my parents would never take me. They didn't mm. support me being a little emo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't go to Warp Tour. <laughs> um, I think I'm kind of jealous of that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it was a mess, honestly, because. I, I remember in high school was where I, I really was like, I had this one friend that was like, you know that toxic emo friend you have? Yeah. It just has a lasting impact on your life. So <laughs> we wanted to go together. I remember in ninth grade, I said to my mom, I'm like, mom, this summer, I'm going to dye my hair purple and I'm going to go to Warp Tour. Oh and she was just like, no. <laughs> I remember going, I wanted to see like Icon for Hire and like Family Force 5, which were like the two Christian rock bands I could tell her about. Oh Besides me wanting to go see like whoever else is on the lineup. But um, mm. yeah, I never went to Warp Tour. And I was like, Mom, it was- what about it? It's the last one. She's like, yeah, no. It yeah. is an experience. It really is. It, I remember my first one too. So it was, we went, it was my best friend of like 10 years now. And we went, I went with her, her, an old friend of ours, and then her mom, like my friend's mom, um, went and helped, went and like chaperoned us because we were like 12 <laughs> at this time. We were really young. And we walk around and it was just, I just remember being disgusted. Like, and my, like, our mutual friend was very into into everything. She's like, oh, that's so cool. And like, wow, there's like people smoking weed in the corner. And we're like, ew. Like, it's getting in our lungs, bro. We are dying right now. But it was just disgusting. But I remember the banter fun. I forgot who was there. But it was cool. It was a nice time. I feel like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like, I think after maybe like 2013, maybe 2015-ish, the warp lineup really shifted to more like I guess modern pump, pop punk acts, like the water parks and like yeah knuckle puck and all that. <laughs> I I love knuckle puck. I saw them last month. I love them so much. Um, but yeah, it definitely got less like hardcore, if you want to say, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just. I don't know, looking back on it, it 
is definitely a wild experience. But now they have that new one. It's called like Sad Summerfest. Like when I first heard it, I was what? like, is this Sad Summerfest? Like, okay. That's for like 15 year olds. Like, but the lineups are actually really good. Like last year, I didn't, obviously, I didn't go. It was the first time. But the lineup for this summer looks so good. And I think Where it didn't it? get canceled yet. So I might end up going to that. Mm. Wait, who's in the lineup? I'm looking it up. Yeah, I can't even remember right now. <laughs> um, I think the story so far is playing. Okay, I love the story so far, which I think is like <laughs> a fatal flaw of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, hate to say it, but... That's okay, it. so I found the lineup. It's, uh, let's see, all-time low. Mm-hmm. Oh! Story uh, so far. Movement, right. The Main, Yours Truly, Grayscale, and Destroy Boys. Mm. Yo, that's a, that's nice. I do love movements. And The Main. Yeah, I haven't heard The Main, The Name, The Name, The Name, The Main. I haven't heard that. <laughs> I'm gonna be so honest. I have not listened to these any of these bands in so long. I know Grayscale and Movements, the main story so far, but like I feel like it's yeah. I feel like I don't know who Grayscale is too. They're one of those like newer know. ones. I feel like because, yeah. I like, wasn't into the newer ones. That pop oh. punk kind of resurgence around like 2016 ish. Yeah. Yeah. What the yeah? Actually, since that was recent, let's. What was that about? The resurgence of pop. The resurgence of pop. The failed resurgence of pop punk because that was whack. Because I feel like all the pop punk bands turned into like alternative indie, like they wanted to be the nineteen seventy five, circa like twenty fourteen, but then these new bands came around and were never able to get as popular as like. Neck deep, state champs, like bands like that, like the OGs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree because I feel like by the time all of these bands like came out, I sort of phased out of pop punk because I felt like everything started to sound the same to me. Yeah. Like I remember once Waterparks put out, what was that other? I think after Double Dare, I just Ooh. stopped. And like, what was the green like, one, the album with the green cover? Oh, uh, no, that's entertainment. Um, let me see. But yeah, once they, after their, like, second project, I was like, yeah, I I was already getting into, like, the lo-fi bedroom pop movement at that point. Yeah, like, it was really, I just, I, it, it feels like a fever dream, actually, when I think about it. It's like, who the hell are these people? Where did they come from? At least four of them are from Long Island, but I've never seen them in my life. Oh, my God. And... It was just weird. I think what it is, too, was that when I got into all of this stuff, it was on the tail end of when, of, like, the first initial wave, kind of. What, so this was, like, when My Chemical Romance even was, like, I mean, this is 2004, but, like, when they were on Warped Tour, like, that kind, like, those type of bands were still going on there. And it didn't really go into hardcore that much. So I remember that, kind of. And then looking into this, like, 2016 era of I don't even know these bands names anymore but I just thought this is not like they don't like like so like I felt like a jazz geezer I'm like oh they don't have soul anymore <laughs> got they don't got like like chutzpah and all of that stuff I feel like oh would you guys say that it's like after my chem broke up and after all like 
the screamo thing stopped and you know black girl brides disappeared and all that craziness like after all those staple bands passed i feel like just rock in general sort of was kind of left reeling yeah yeah once like even pierce the veil sleeping with sirens they're like past their prime now you know what i mean i think they're still putting out music but like who is really still listening to them you know it's like either the kids that are just having an emo phase now because I mean emo really is coming back, especially on like TikTok and like scene stuff. Oh People are like God. doing the throwbacks yeah. and the transformations. Like there's if still I a- to do one more Attila song on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if people start bringing back Attack Attack, I'm gonna be really upset. Oh my God. If I have to see some like girls with like pink stripes in their hair singing stone a motherfucking riot like get the hell get that out of my face like i do not i don't want this like are you triggering it gives me ptsd like i'm entitled to a veteran's discount like paraphernalia is on tiktok now oh my god it's so bad man i don't even know i'm like this Every is time I hear idol. Song, I should be compensated. Like, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's so crazy to me. Some of these songs that like, and I remember even making fun of some of them, and now I'm seeing a resurgence. I'm like, this is what I get. This is just karma. It really is. Now and I know it as the TikTok song. It's so bad, <laughs> and like, there's that whole like weird, like kind of sarcastic debate. Like, oh my gosh, I know this TikTok song. It's like, no, I knew this song before. It's like that weird, like hipster thing. Like I knew it before it blew. Yeah, yeah. And it's oh, just the I, worst. I used to listen to this shit at six o'clock in the morning on like the school bus to like ninth grade. <laughs> oh my god! I remember, and even like, what's cool is that I remember there's just there's a community of, like Christian TikTokers that I follow, and one of them was doing this whole like, there's this trend where you will like move into one space if you recognize a song or like you know oh like, yeah you know, yeah right so he was like he had like it was like a whole like emo phase song and i remember sending it to my friend i'm like i know every single song in here except for like one and it's like falling in reverse oh my god <laughs> oh. i'm sorry guys i know the Ooh. worst of the band that shall not be named oh my god not even oh my god that I, actually I, reminds I, me i, I I paid money to see them one time because my friend bullied me into it. Oh my god, guys, I'm literally sweating, like, thinking about it. And I just, no, you know what's so funny, though? This is around a time, like, like, no, no shade on this particular aspect of, um, Ronnie Radke, but this is around a time Homeboy stopped being, like, kind of twinkish, and he went into the, he went into the audience and all I could think of, or all I noticed was through this golden vest, was like, oh, he's getting pudgy now. Like, I see, like, your five o'clock shadow, dude. Like, you're not, like, you're not doing well, bro. Yeah, he's at that washed up stage now. And, like, I remember when, when I hit, like, sophomore year of high school, it had to be 2015-ish. Um, I remember he had that whole solo thing, and he basically like, prided himself on being an asshole. Like, he had a literal song about it. I was like, are you good? I just pulled up his yeah. Twitter, and, like... I don't see, like... It's just... Times I do people, see people talk about him, like, it's nothing good. Yeah, he just gets in Twitter fights now. I, I don't know what he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot he was still on the internet. You know, speaking of terrible people in the industry, and I think, I don't know, if Deanna, you caught this earlier, but... um. 
I don't even know if they classify, but they're just in that realm. But Blood on the Dance Floor, right? Holy shit. Oh. Fucking Davi Vanity. I was telling Sarah earlier, he's rebranding himself on Instagram. Oh, and he's actually gaining a following, which is wild to me. Oh that's that's really bad. I if, just think if any of us remember like the Jesse Slaughter incident and all of that stuff. Oh. Like, wait, recap that. Like, okay, do you remember the Jesse Slaughter incident? They were deeply involved in that. I don't know because I wasn't. I was. I wasn't really on the spectrum of like listening to them dance for. I just thought they looked weird. Ooh, I didn't <laughs> like them, but my friend really liked them, and so she was really into all this. Like all these updates but basically what happened was this 11 year old girl um like accused accused him of some really serious allegations and it turns out that there's we couldn't find out if it was true but there was a lot of evidence that suggested that it did happen and it was really bad but a lot of people made fun of her because one she's 11 and it was a bunch of teenagers just ganging up on this child and they didn't think anything of it. They were like, oh, she's just stupid, and she's making fun of my idol. How dare she? And I think there's a there's a really infamous video of her and her, like, her crying in the back. It's really bad when I think about the context, but just the video itself is really funny. Oh <laughs> it's, like, her her in the background, like, crying. And then her father with this Mario mustache just yelling. That was where You Done Goofed came from, by the way. That was the mm-hmm. video. So that was what so that was like in response to like all this online stuff that she was all this online hate she was getting and that's kind of the last that we hear from her on online anyway so actually no one knows what she's doing now but I think she's like Mm. in her 20s she should be in her 20s or late teens by now I just I feel like there's just this really terrible trend in pop punk especially because it's such a or just rock and general and emo and screamo as well, where there have been bands that because of the fan base being so young and so tight knit, and there's that feeling of I can just tell my idol anything, they become sus- it's not the, it's not any fault of their own, right? But yeah. there's that predatory thing that happens so many times. Like I'm just thinking of um all the I was I used to watch this emo collab channel. I remember there being allegations against Brian Stars about something. I was waiting. I know Brian Stars. I was. Brian Stars and like he knew. Um, I remember like one YouTuber that used to be kind of involved, uh, in that whole scene of like just kind of fringe. YouTubers. Oh shit! Who was that guy who went to jail? Uh, I, I, I know the guy who reported him. D. Fizzy is the one that helped report him. Yeah, yeah. But I can't remember who like, it was. Girls to, like, send him video, like, little girls to, like, send him videos of them, like, twerking. <laughs> oh, to, like, wait. Him, it was like, that videos Austin, of Austin, Austin Jones. Austin Jones, yeah. Oh, I loved to bully Brian Stars back in the day. Like, he would tweet, uh, Pierce the Veil lyrics, you're, uh, from Bulletproof Love, like, once a day, like, and oh it was always God. the same one. Like, my love for you is bulletproof. But you're the one who shot me. Like, if you search on his Twitter, he's probably tweeted that shit, like, at least 400 times. There was something, like, I don't remember what. I remember, like, when My Digital Escape broke up. Like, you can, when you look at their videos, it's, like, all, like, there's Johnny Gilbert. He's into, like, Black Girl Bride. And he has, like, 
you know, the trademark swoop bangs and the, his girlfriend at the time had like the dyed hair and everything. Mm-hmm. I think the reason they broke up was because of Brian and because he became like super controlling or something. Oh my God. And it was this whole, it was this whole thing, man. Yeah. And it's like, and you don't understand it. Every YouTuber tried like, to be a teams. musician. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Oh God! Do we remember Jeffrey Star's MySpace career? Because oh, I, I, we don't forget. Oh my God! He I used to be like this scene giant, and then he became like this makeup mogul. I can't believe he convinced, like, he's brainwashed an entire generation of people to forget that he made music. Like, yeah, people don't remember. Shane Dawson is annoying to me. He's on my nerves now, but. That series, that first series he did with Jeffree Star, I thought was pretty, like, interesting. I didn't like, watch I it, never, but I remember. I never it. saw it. I just, I think, well, Shane Dawson's a whole different subject, but <laughs> I don't, I don't like that little man. <laughs> that little man. <laughs> but, yeah, I honestly think he definitely had a hand in, like, this whole rebranding of this man. Because, like, first off, like. Star is, like, severely racist. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, we're not, I'm not gonna forget that. Like, I was there (laughs) when all this stuff popped off. I just think, like, doing a Shane Dawson documentary, not, okay, with the exception of Eugenia Cooney, that's, that's its own category, because that's her, and that's part of her journey, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like, it's kind of like when people go on an apology tour, and they stop by Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith, that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what I feel like a Shane Dawson documentary appearance is. That's just like what my brain reacts to. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Because who yeah, could forget true. who could forget the fact that Shane Dawson literally used to have a whole thing of just straight up emo content that he used to do with Britney Louise Taylor. Yeah. I used to watch that at 1 a.m. in 2013, bro. Oh, my God. Uh, Didn't he also fuck his cat? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He had a really funny tweet. Like, the apology tweet became a meme. Yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, I didn't put my dick anywhere on, near, or around my cat. Around my cat. Oh, my God. Hold on, your audio clip, what'd you say? I said, what's Christopher Drew up to these days? Oh, never that's that ever. guy. Was, oh, Never Shot Never. Is he still, he still have a career? Wait, yeah, someone? I think he released music, like, fairly recently. Oh, my God. No. I just remember him being, like, kind of whatever in my eye. Yeah, I know. I thought he was so corny. Yeah. It looks like a discount like- Ollie Sykes. Yeah, <laughs> discount Ollie Sykes. Because I saw a tweet, and I'm like, that name sounds familiar. Someone tweeted, Harry Styles is just virgin Christopher Drew. (laughs) As if Christopher Drew doesn't have the same image. Oh my god. Stan Harry Styles for clear skin. (laughs) Oh, alright, you know, no, that's a different topic, but, um, yeah, freaking Christopher Drew. Was he at Warped Tour? I distinctly remember going to a... I remember seeing a set of his, and he was with that stupid hair in July weather. It's like 70 degrees out, but he's still in his little vest and shirt. I was like, bro, aren't you dying? 
you wear black and you wear your crazy clothes even when it's sweltering hot outside mm-hmm. yeah i think just oh bring me the horizon I bring love it. don't get me started Yo. i think that's my guilty pleasure sometimes i still listen to that's the spirit <laughs> Sem paternal oh, that that's an cool. album hold on i get i'm pulling up my email playlist now guys let me we screenshot this. Know, what was the last album I listened to? It was. Let me see. I know I I like made a hard stop when they released, after they released an album, but I forgot which one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Can you guys see these these songs right here? Yes, I can see them. Oh, Brilliant K. Yeah. So I have, I have two separate emo phase playlists. I have the one with all like the hardcore Christian rock and metal, and then I have all the um, other stuff. So this playlist has like Anne Berlin, Under Oath, Skillet, Red. Oh my god! I'm thinking about Love Like Whoa. That song got me crunk when I was little. (laughs) That was was my theme song with Toxic Emo Friend of the. Oh God, she's gonna oh, see not this. Even. You know which one? You know which one? Like I popped off to all the time. No shame. Um, what was that one song that Metro Station did? Shake it. Yes. Or Seventeen Forever. No, Shake It. Oh my God, that was my jam. Like, oh God, look, it's right there. I know you don't have King for a Day right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know it. That's rude. <laughs> it's I've got the academy, is it here, man? Yeah. Oh, Actually, you know what's really what I'm just thinking of? Why was this so short lived? The academy, because it was not even just this whole era. It was, it was. I don't know. Maybe like, did we all collectively grow out of it? Because that's it's weird. A cultural reset. It really <laughs> was. I think I feel like the 1975 was just like a reset. We all were like, okay. Let's go from screaming with eyeliner to thirsting over Maddie Healy and singing Florence Welch. Or is that just me? <laughs> no, you're right. No. You're right about uh, Florence. Can you talk about how Panic at the Disco fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't like Panic anymore. I'm popping. Panic at the Disco it's, sold out so quick. It's not even Panic at the Disco anymore. It's, it's just Brendan. Yeah. It really is. I mean, uh, was it Down Weeks? He left. Ryan yeah. vibing somewhere in America, or if he's even in America. He's vibing. <laughs> um, Mania was the weirdest Fall Out Boy album ever. I remember that was the first thing I ever put on my music blog, and I was like, what is going on? Yeah, like, the same thing. Not even... Well, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Oh, like, here's the Fall Out Boy was, like, the beginning of the end for, like, this era. Like, I mean, Save Rock and Roll is not even pop punk. It has, like, a bit of guitar in it, but that's about it. Save Rock and Roll, that that was it. Yeah. Like, Panic at the Disco now makes music for, I guess, no tea, no shade to theater kids, but, like, he makes Panic at the Disco is now music for theater kids, like. It is. Yeah, because you can belt it and everything. I have a friend that's a theater kid that loves uh, Panic, which, I mean, they're great. Of course. They feel very commercial now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you put on one old album, and they're like, who's this? <laughs> uh, no, but no, she knows every album. I think her favorite's, like, Pretty Odd or something. Pretty Odd is good. Right? To, to, that's also a TikTok song now. It is? Really? Yeah. 
Ooh. New perspective, at least. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just, oh, that's so interesting. I though. feel like it's a it's this weird profit for a band when they blow up on TikTok, especially if it's an old song. But for longtime fans, it just feels weird. Like. Yeah. Again, Brockhampton like, blowing up on on TikTok is has just been like the weirdest thing for the fandom. Wait, which Brockhampton though? Like, all of it. Like all. Oh, that's weird. So like, like their most one like, their songs, Sugar, mm, is like this yeah. is like TikTok dance now. And like, how do you dance to that? It's so sad. It's like, I think it's a reverb version. Yeah. Mm. It's like slowed down too. Mm-hmm. Cash's Cannibal. They made a dance to it on TikTok. And it entered the billboard, like, Hot 200 or something for the first time in, like, 10 years. And I'm like, what the hell? Where were you guys when I was doing this shit in seventh grade? <laughs> that dance is hard. I can't do TikTok dances, man. That was, that's the only one I could do. Like, it's not, it's not that hard. I just watched so many videos. Like, I just was able to do it one day. I didn't even, like... I think I tried doing the savage dance in my kitchen and just quit. I just stood there. I was like, I can't oh do this. Oh, God. That one took me a long time. Me and my sister, we learned it together, and we were fucking screaming at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one sound. It's like, you go like this, and then like this. That's how you do the renegade. Now, one, two, three. <laughs> that's, 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 oh, that's so funny, though. Like, we're dancing to this. We used to thrash. <laughs> what happened? We used to that just blow our limbs, neck. and if you got hit, you got hit. Oh my god, I warped to her. I went to the Jones Beach one. I got dropped right on the damn concrete, like. <laughs> right of passage. Oh my god. I got fucking punched in the head, and someone stomped mm-hmm. on my ankle, and I sprained it, like, all in the span of, like, five seconds. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh man. I remember the one time I did Mosh Man. <laughs> It wasn't even at an emo concert. It was at a Christian concert at Terminal 5, and everyone looked at me weird, but I was having the time of my life. I was in sixth grade. Dude. You're like, for that... I the front of my church, bro. <laughs> amazing. Don't play the footage. I'll literally cry. Mosh for Jesus. Mosh for church. For real. Open this shit up. <laughs> Moshing for Lent. <laughs> I'm gonna give up head banging for Lent, guys. No, <laughs> oh god, you know what's actually really funny now you think about it? Like those concerts ruined other shows, like more recent shows for me, because I was so used to violence at oh, these yeah. shows and people going off and like I remember seeing people just have to be taken to the hospital because of injuries and such. But I think I got into college, right? And I started going to more chill, like, shows, like, basement shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is I'm boring. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you all are just standing around with, like, the same can of PBR <laughs> that just keeps, that never ends, apparently, and you're all just nodding your head. I'm like, this is boring. This sucks. And I hated, I hated it for the longest time. Maybe until last year, and I saw actual, some good acts, and I thought, okay, I kind of... Like, I can get into it now, more chill, but it's very, it was just so weird. I was so used to just everyone thrashing and having zero control. But then I have to remember, oh, everyone's an adult. You could get arrested now. Oh, God. I came back from a show. I'm covered, like, head to toe in bruises. And my friends are like, are you, like, are you good? And they're like, how is this show? I'm like, oh, my God, it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you want to know what I just thought of? I actually think mm. about this a lot. 
title fight at Coachella. <laughs> there was a fight at Coachella? No, title fight. That's a oh. I, That name sounds so familiar. They're Wait. like a, like a, a heavier band, like not the type of band that should ever play at Coachella. And there's this one video of like people in the crowd because they're waiting for like fucking, I don't know, Lana Del Rey after and they're in the crowd with like flower crowns, like, and, like people are like shaking the barricade. <laughs> I feel like I know what video you're talking about because it's probably like a reaction video or something. Yeah, people, it's the people who are like going back and forth and like the barricade, like the metal barricade is like off the ground. <laughs> oh my lord. Can we just talk about how like moshing, I mean, what you're going back to about Daisy about having like no violence at shows, like it's such a part of like an experience. Like, even with like, I mean, I listen to JPEG Mafia, and, like, he's a pretty mm-hmm. hardcore rapper, and he's, like, really cool, but, like, and a lot of his stuff, he's, like, he's usually, like, all over the stage dancing and mm-hmm. basically just flailing, which is still amazing. Yeah. But when he played, I think, was it Coachella or, like, Pitchfork Fest, the crowd was so dead, because, like, you have those people that are waiting for, like, that little indie act or whatever, but yeah, you have those few diehard fans that are, like, about to, like, throw their necks off. And for me, it's just so weird because it's like when I went to go see Brockhampton, um, both I was there with them. And I mean, 100 Gex too. So, like, those are acts that, like, eat, yeah. you're not really moshing, but you're moving. You're, moving you're just like going crazy, like flailing everywhere. So, my video of Slow Tie set, like, I went to work the next day and my throat was shredded. He has this one interlude called Mayday where it's just like so loud. I screamed in such a strange way. I want 100 gecks to sample it. I literally tweeted that one out. Like, I need them to sample it. Oh, my God. I'm just scrolling through my Spotify. I'm just looking at, like, just some of the artists I have saved. Oh, my God. You guys ever listen to Issues? Oh wow, that's a that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Oh, God, I'm like embarrassed about that. Like truly embarrassed. <laughs> I just think I'm most embarrassed about Escape the Fate and Falling in Reverse. I just oh. I'm I cringe. There's, there's so many different like brands of pop punk, I guess, because you have like Pierce the Veil's Sleeping with Sirens on like one end and then like all time low on the other. But then there's like so many different like I guess genres, I guess you would say the different like niche areas of like what kind of pop punk you listen to. Cause I was afraid of the girls who listen to like falling in reverse and shit like Attila. Like I was like, I'm good over here, like, you know. Yeah, no, we weren't well. They always, ones listening they always, to always illegally had piercings too, and I'm like, how'd you get a tattoo at like 15? Oh For real, like, I mean, I'd be seeing these TikTokers, and they're like 17, and they got like a quarter sleeve already. I'm like, who are your parents, buddy? You got that yeah. kind of money, like? <laughs> yeah, that's what that. Yeah, TikTok it's so kids expensive. are so bold, like with a lot of things. It kind of scares me. Remember Daisy when we were pitching that story about like how fan fiction is really messed up and how it's yes. like really graphic it, that, that why is that like turned into people's minds like the really weird fucked up like fix that like you can never forget like milk thick oh yo i just referenced that yesterday with lewis oh, and elvin like 
and it's in it's it's ingrained in, in my memory i cannot forget it everything and the things i want to forget i can't there was a one direction one with a baby mm. what i think i know what you're talking about he literally like it was i don't remember what the setup was but she basically revealed that she wrote like this really popular ferrard fanfic like something about wait who did heart or i don't know this girl i have to go find it but basically she was saying that like a lot of people have been making tiktoks about like their old like wattpad accounts and like how ashamed <laughs> they are of yeah. it like when their mom found it or whatever but it's just like I don't even think I got through a whole chapter of the milk fic without being, like, incredibly scared and wanting to, like, bleach my brain out. I'm sorry for the graphic description, but, like... No, no, it was it was really intense. I remember it, too, because when I read it, it had already gained some notoriety. So it actually... So I don't know if... I don't know if, Deanna, you remember it, remember the format of it, but it had, like, a little... Like, a, like a little draw... Like, a front cover... Oh almost when you it, when you first scroll it's really nice t- nice like topography and then you scroll down and you actually read what it's about and I was confused I thought oh maybe it's just a really good one this time no God. I felt bamboozled <laughs> truly you're like fuck I guess I'll read this see what everybody's talking about and then like your life has changed forever and like the worst yeah. of awesome. and then there's like the tree was it the tree fic for 21 pilots <gasps> what i didn't read that but i heard some people talking about it i remember someone who had read it and she had to explain it to me because i was like i'm not reading it anymore i can't do this anymore i remember specifically there was this one i mean there's the main there's the main places you could get fanfic before tumblr banned porn which was like basically tumblr wattpad and ao3 mm-hmm. but there was this site that was just for my chem. It was called mychemicalromancefanfiction.com or something. Oh like, just a very basic, basic, you know, like, web address. But I remember... Oh, God. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> like, what were you on? <laughs> I remember there was this one specific fanfic called Please Don't Take This Out On Me. And it literally... Oh. Made- Oh, she remembered the title. This is going to be bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait. Actually, like, I, have to, I have to leave her this tea, but please continue. Basically, it was like this fic about, like, Gerard and Frank. And there were always, like, these very toxic power dynamics in fanfics that I just think is weird. But I remember I there, want them. <laughs> there was just either inappropriate age or just abuse. Like, literally, yeah. I remember, like, one of them ended up being at, like, a foster home, and then there was just, like, this abusive relationship and a love triangle with Bob Breyer. It was a mess. I and love updating. I love the ones where it was, like, your parents sold you, and then you go downstairs, and there's fucking One Direction, like, saying, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the TikToks about those are funny. And they have, like, that really bad, like, <laughs> English accent overdub. Oh, I love. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Summer 2015 really was, like, a reset in music. Like, I was listening to Halsey Badlands, like, Blurry Face, Melanie Martinez. Like, I was like, this is, like, the fucking epitome of music. Like, you bitches wish you had, like, taste like I do. <laughs> Yeah, you you think you were so unique. I mean, I remember, I think around that time, remember Google Plus? Let's bring back that. Google Plus. Google tried to have a social media platform. 
and I made I an account. I because of bands I like, because like, follow us on Google Plus. I was like, what the fuck? It used to be this, I guess there was this thing, I don't know how true it was, but you have to have a Google Plus account in order to have a YouTube. And mm. thank God I'm, I didn't become a YouTuber. Although, I mean, I could have been way richer now, but I had a Google Plus account and there were these little like community things you could join. Mm-hmm. So I remember being in like a 21 Pilots one and emos only, where I made my very first internet friend. And mm. And that was it. And I remember posting like some angsty like poems and stuff. And I ended up like being controversial and people were like, This is stupid. <laughs> and, and it was just this whole thing. I lost my point. But basically, I remember being in that time. Oh, there was a whole debate over like the emo trendy of like My Chem, Panic, and Fallout Boy. And mm-hmm. if it should be extended towards Tony and Pilots and Melanie Martinez and there was like this rift between like old emos and like pastel emos or something like that oh my god because like that's what I was we were talking about earlier how like the traditional like pop punk faded into like that indie alternative like whatever the fuck you would call like Melanie Martinez like stuff like that before she got cancelled oh god yeah like soft, soft grunge, if you want, like soft grunge. My favorite tag on Tumblr. <laughs> like such a time. I mean, chocolate came out, and then we all just kind of went somewhere else. We went stupid on chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when chocolate. I mean, I remember when I first heard the nine seventy five. I think I came in, like, probably right before I like it when you sleep. So mm-hmm. it was around there, and I was just catching up. I was, like, in the middle of, like, a 90s rock slash early punk phase. And so I was just listening to, like, Nirvana and, like, The Distillers, but also really vibing with, like, Foles. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Punk Goes Pop? <laughs> oh, no! I remember the Christmas one with this guy named Jared Alonso ended up getting, like, thrown in jail or canceled or something because oh, I'm, I'm i was thinking about the knuckle puck cover of chocolate oh, oh my god and like that stupid like whiny like voice yes that's what you're never gonna quit it no you're never <laughs> <laughs> oh god looking back like it's so easy to make fun of like everything but like while we were like living through it, I was like, this is real music. Like, this shit is so good. Like, I'm so cool. I like, specifically remember a day in which I listened to every single real friend song I could find. <gasps> I just cried, man. Oh, God. It I saw like, TikTok. It was like, can you play that real friend song about uh, sleepy eyes and bony knees? And you're like, so you mean any real friend song? <laughs> Let me see what it was. It was so like, I remember like, but what frustrated me about it was that um basically I feel like every pop punk singer had like this vocal style that got really like tired out. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. Like the very whiny, like kinda high pitched. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was this real friend song. It's like I'll get through the winter without you, and it was. Oh god, summer. Yeah. 
I used to listen to that shit every day. Oh my god, I'll get... Oh, Sarah, this isn't good for me. This isn't good for my health. <laughs> Such nostalgia. And, like, being home in quarantine has, like, made me revert back to my old, like, high school ways. So, like, I'm just listening to, like, my old, like, playlists, like, every day. I'm like, this shit is not good for me. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I've been, I, I've been so musically indecisive for this quarantine that, like, I've gone from, like, having a really fun time to Bad Bunny to moshing to JPEG Mafia, but then also, like, being really angsty and listening to Under Oath and, like, the distillers and all that stuff. And it's just been, like, really weird. And then two seconds later, I'm vibing at, like, Tim and Paula. <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know. And that's called taste. <laughs> <laughs> and range. <laughs> she has the range. Okay, Daisy had to leave. Yeah, I saw. And I also have to leave. <laughs> it's been but really nice. This has been a good episode. Do you have anything um, to plug? We've been posting a lot on our website, svpress.com. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter, which is svpress, and on Instagram, which is the svpress. Uh, we post there almost every day, at least like four times a week. And my Instagram and Twitter is at Deanna Albone. Sarah? Um, let me see. What's up? I've been Sarah Beckford, staff writer at the press, friend of the press. Um, I don't really have anything to plug because um, quarantine has kind of messed up my creative flow, but my music blog is uh, Sounds Like Infinity on the lovely Tumblr.com, uh, which is, I think, quite fitting for this conversation. But, um, yeah, follow the press, and um, my Twitter is sgoldmine027. Don't ask. Just watch Velvet Goldmine. <laughs> and, yeah, stay safe, y'all. Wash your hands. Stay inside, and bump some old playlists, and, yeah. And it's okay if you cry. There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Bye, everybody. See you next time.